Welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amoran. And this week we have with us our co-host, Vic Quell. Hello. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Vicky? I'm doing good. Uh, had a stressful day at work. Yeah, I think a lot of us can really relate to that. <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> but I do see that you are wearing one of today's topics, an AirPod. Yes. And the reason why that's one of our topics today is because 250 scientists decided to petition together to pretty much try to force the government to crack down and uh, reevaluate the guidelines on wireless communications. More so on the point that of electronic um, EMFs, so electronic ma uh, magnetic waves, sorry, frequency. Uh, essentially the same thing that allows your smartphone to become wireless and, you know, communicate wirelessly with a bunch of other stuff. Decades ago. So that means my watch giving me cancer too. Probably. Probably. See, the thing about it is EMFs, um, electromagnetic frequencies, they pass through the body. And so you're always in a constant f state of uh, it, them somehow moving through your body, be it through the sun, which also is a form of EMF, through radio towers, just being there, that's going to happen, through Wi-Fi, through... A lot of stuff, even microwaves, which is that is the real reason why people um, really start to have fear about the uh, EMF stuff is because, you know, from microwaves, they know that to cook stuff. And so if that's going to happen, then you're probably cooking your brain or, you know, like your genitals, if you have it inside, like your pocket or something like that, or this out of the next. Um and it doesn't help that, you know, the phones do get hot. So it's like, ah, some more information. This is definitely happening. And truth be told, there's been studies from like the past decade or so that have been trying to find out whether or not these, how should I put it? Signals are actually hazardous. And some people have, well, some world bodies have decided to actually put it saying, you know, this is our carcinogen, but it's a, it needs more research, essentially. Um, a carcinogen means that, you know, this is harmful to your health. And that's typically what they would mark stuff like poisons and drugs and this, that, and the next and stuff like that, that, you know, actually do hazardous stuff to your health um that being said and getting on to today's topic of these 250 uh organizers uh children saying i must say the human body is pretty strong because of how <laughs> we treat it we might become immune to these waves in the future i'm not sure about that i mean it's completely possible but Definitely would not be within probably our lifespan, I should say. 
Um, but no, if you think about it, we're practically a walking ball of well, that's like radiation because you have your if if you are if if you're like super super duper deep into tech, then or like even like the like if you just like so into your ecosystem, you're gonna have the watch. You're gonna have that like persons with Fitbits as well. Then you're gonna have the wireless AirPods, well AirBuds. It doesn't matter which one it's gonna be. Then you're gonna have the phone. And so you practically just like a walking ball of cancer. Pretty much. But the reason why these 250 are specifically targeting the type of head, well, earbuds like AirPods is because of how they're built. See, normally when you deal with uh, Bluetooth headphones, they typically have some more connection to it. Uh, either it's sitting more outside the air or it's got some connection here or there somewhere. And that's typically where the module that allows it to connect wirelessly is housed. Whereas in the AirPods, if I'm understanding this correctly, that is actually built in to the part that's actually already in your ear. In your ear, yeah. So that's actually penetrating into your body more so than most other Bluetooth headsets. And that's the reason why they're really starting to freak out. I mean, especially so, when you consider the ones like from way back when that would kind of stick out from like and look like this. Or whatever from back in the day. But what were you saying, Vicky? I was saying so. They're basically saying that most wireless earphones, well, headphones or earphones or earbuds, whichever you don't ever want to call it are harmful but because airports have the module built on the inside that sit in your air their risk of i say like the the, um, the rest of it infecting your body is going to be higher than the original when like all of bluetooth headphones pretty much that's what they're trying to say now there's been a lot of argument about this whole EMF affecting the body for almost as long as there's been an argument saying that it has been causing problems. And the fact of the matter is there's not a lot of research on this period. Um, they could be right. And we could also be saying that other people could be right as well. And the fact that they've been saying, you know, it's the type of EMF frequency and the amount. So what some people have been saying is that it's the level is so low that essentially it's not really doing any harm to your body. So if we take a look at, let me see, it is, yeah. Oh boy, I actually had it just a moment ago. Okay, here we go. Technology analysts have been calling Apple's decision to eliminate the headphone jack on the new iPhone 7 a risky business move. So that in itself is already saying like, you know, this has been a while. And, you know, this kind of argument has actually been around as well since AirPods were even introduced, like quite literally around the same time. Um, there were articles again starting to talk about it. So they pretty much talk about the AirPods being connected via Bluetooth, 
and so on and so forth. They say that it Bluetooth devices operate very diff, uh, not very different from those used by mobile phones or Wi-Fi service. So biologically, it is not a new form of exposure. That being said, um, with a cellular device just a few feet away and not to distance um, base station, it's transmitting a quite low power level, uh, which is very different than if we were standing next to a radio tower, for example, which would have a much higher um, base level. But at the same point, even those radio towers are supposed to have a low enough level that they don't start to cause adverse effects compared to standing in front of a microwave, for example. So what governments have started to do uh, from a few years ago, and it's happened in Canada and a few other countries, is that they actually make regulations that stipulate the amount of uh, power or the, the level of the frequency that can actually be distributed from a radio tower or from pretty much anywhere when it comes to devices, to radio towers, to uh, other devices, because they want people to be healthy, essentially. So any change in that is going to start a little bit of a debate. Um, you'll notice this even if you take a look on Reddit and just look up Bluetooth headphones, um, uh, AirPods, like I'm looking at one right here where it says, are the AirPods safe? Hello, I wanted to buy AirPods from a survey I did on the internet. He's not sure what he should do, so on and so forth. And there's one post here from 10 months ago that says, I'm under the impression it affects people differently. For example, at my job, we all use Bluetooth headsets. I've asked many other people and only one experience was my symptoms. I do indeed get bad headaches from the very center of my head. No one else does. The headsets are supposed to have a 500 feet of distance supported. And for me only, I barely get a hundred. The weirdest part is about once an hour, I get extremely loud bursts of static that lasts about one second, but scares the life out of me. Only one other person at my job experiences these along with me. We've both been given multiple different headsets and it doesn't fix the problem. To further the theory, they discussed it with a customer who told a few people, including herself, have extra sensitive, extra sensitivity to these headsets. Uh, they're not a scientist, but this is me being, well, them being very blunt about their opinion. Bluetooth headphones seem to give negative effects to some people, and it is very painful and quite the hassle. I believe it will hurt me badly if I use it in the long term, but I do believe it affects everyone negatively over long term but not everyone feels physical pain. So that in turn brings up another point to this and one which people have, uh, how should I put this? <laughs> Ray saying hi to you, Vicky. Um, hi. Vicky, did you ever watch a TV show called, um, What's it called? Bad Saul? Call Me Saul or something like that. It's from Breaking Bad. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I know it is. Um, yeah, it is Call Me Saul. Yeah, Call Me Saul. And essentially the main character's brother su suffers from self-diagnosed um, 
electric magnetic um, sensitivity. And the reason why I say self-diagnosed is because in that show, they show it where it's all in his head, quite literally. Like it's he's just conditioned himself to feel this way. In real life, that is also the case. There are people that have this self-diagnosed form of EMS. But there are also real-life versions of EMS where it has been proven yeah, by certain it. people um, that it happens to them even without, like, so even if you do, they're able to tell essentially if it's real or fake. That's not always the case. And so those case studies, the ones where people essentially are self-diagnosing themselves and like tr tricking themselves into it, skew the data. And it's a little weird. Hey, the real SR. Well, the real S, sir. How are you doing today? Uh, but getting back onto the topic. When you take a look at that, it doesn't become hard to understand where people are coming from with this, you know, cell phones and Bluetooth headsets and AirPods and, you know, smartwatches and all this kind of stuff giving you long-term issues. Uh, especially since, again, this is the generation that pretty much started off with these type of cell phones and in this amount like quite literally you can't go anywhere without being your body being bombarded with some wireless wave of some form either from radio towers from wi-fi from people just having cell phones around you so on and so forth so ah yes so it's SSR. Okay. The real SSR. Welcome to the stream. How are you doing today? Um SSR. Yeah, that's that's an interesting name. SSR. He looks like he's on drugs. Interesting. I'm not, but interesting. But <laughs> I see you laughing there, Vicky. <laughs> don't think because I'm looking at the camera I don't see you <laughs> I mean the title is there it's it's what people are talking on Vitalis like that's that's the issue um, but Vicky what's your take on this entire thing like do you believe that there are issues with it like I still see you wearing them even after like having read articles about this so Oh, I just feel like we're being exposed to it regardless. Like I said, like, you know, we're, we're in the age of technology where it's become the norm. How about I, well, I mean, I face, I mean, I'd specify on what type of phone, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's became the norm to have a smartphone, smartwatch, Bluetooth headphones, like stuff like that. And, um, you're constantly around anything like anything Bluetooth. Like you got your like if you play games, you have the Bluetooth controllers as well. So like it's it's kind of can't really escape it now. 
when it comes to the airport, I can understand why they feel that way because it's like directly into the air canal and it's like at a closer proximity than when your phone's like in your pocket or your watch is on your arm or like the, your controls in your hand and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think that it's going to do anything towards Apple. Let me rephrase that. At, at the present moment, I don't think so. So they're going to say what they, what they can and persons are probably going to make awareness of it. And then like, personally, they're going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. And then go on about their life or they'd be like, oh, oh maybe, um, they shouldn't use this. Blah, blah, blah. You're going to have, you're going to have like it split, split in half. Half of the person is going to be like, okay, whatever, I'm still going to use the product. And then the other, the next half is going to be like, oh, you know, I want to cut back on the other uh, uh radiation that I'm getting, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're going to stop using the products. But the real winner here will be Apple because they're still making money. <laughs> Quite true. Because like last year, last year, Christmas for some reason, like airports was like taking over social media and by by doing that it's gonna eventually increase the sales for apple so they're still in the process of making money so uh vitalis is in the chat asking what's the difference between uh between pods, pods and normal headphones and uh the, the real wire. ssr is is <laughs> correct it's the wire it's because you actually have a wire running directly into the phone it does not have to send signals up wirelessly to the headset and it's the headset that really is causing the issue so for example I've, i'm, I'm going to quote uh someone here they say the fact that it is that wireless earbuds still place a microwave transmitter next to the head and as a result these microwaves penetrate into your skull and brain yes they are considered low level microwaves as they do not cook your tissue but these low levels have been shown to cause biological effects um the current ev evidence indicates that we should take precautions whenever possible and that research indicates not only increased brain cancer but a myriad of other effects such as effects on brain function sleep memory increased headaches hearing loss inflammation and more um they say that all earbuds on the u.s market are tested to comply um sorry this is another person now dr kenneth foster kind of countering that and saying that he is personally not aware of any adverse advisory by health agencies that any of these devices pose a health risk due to radio frequency energy and that all earbuds in the u.s market are tested to comply with the fcc radiation exposure limits which are similar to other international limits so they're in kind of <laughs> Metallus, <laughs> all I need is to hear mini microwaves. Yeah, that's that's the key word. Like I was saying earlier, that has people up in arms. The microwave, because that's essentially what it is. It's microwave frequencies, but it's because it is a micro, a small wave form of sending out information, sending out waves of energy, and so they they call anything that does that microwave. It's just that. The one that we typically think about is the one that has high energy radiation, which that energy and radiation then cooks our food. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's again, the power level. So a, 
Tyler says, so a small bit of heat. I can't even feel it's hitting me with radiation. Pretty much. Yep. Um, <laughs> imagine people that fall asleep with AirPods. <laughs> the cancer. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's one thing. I don't sleep. I use my AirPods when I'm at work. And that's it. When I'm home, I don't use them like regularly. When I go out, I don't use them. Like I literally only use them at work. So here's the thing. Um, like I've been saying, these countries and their regulations, they, what these scientists are do are trying to say, these regulations that you have are good, but not good enough. Like this is a good first step. Like, but you need to actually set the levels that are like the, the maximum levels to be much lower. So, because we believe that where it currently is, is actually affecting people at a biological level and it shouldn't be so like, so if we're going to try and fix this, you need to turn down the power of these microwaves, essentially, uh, that in turn may cause issues with things like your phone getting connection though. Um, it may decrease the range that you have on your Bluetooth headphones from say 50 feet down to 20 or 30 feet. Uh, it can, because of the, it, the thing about power is that the more power it has, the further the distance, the more it can penetrate through walls so on and so forth. You lower that power, you lower down pretty much the distance and the amount of penetration. But then at the same time, when people think penetration, they're thinking their own bodies as well. Not in that kind of way, you lewd freaks. Um, but, uh, you know, passing through organs, soft tissues, the brain, so on and so forth. Uh, real scary, man. Jackie says it's scary. Real SSR says... How does she not have cancer, by the way? My friend's mom died of cancer. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Like, I had someone back when I was a kid that died of cancer, stomach cancer, um, leukemia. And that was rough. I kind of have an idea of what you're going through. I, I can't say I know what you were going through exactly, but yeah, that's always hard. So my condolences, dude. Um, Vitalis says, so what's riskier for cancer? My vape mod or my AirPods? Oh, God. Um, honestly, they both kind of have an effect on different parts of your body. So AirPods can probably cause air cancer. I don't know if that's an actual thing, but they're mainly talking about brain cancer. So that's probably more plausible in the long run. Whereas your vape is essentially something completely different it's generating heat and sending uh that those heated particles of air and smoke aka the vapor into your lungs so if anything it's more likely to cause lung cancer than anything um yeah real ssr like i yeah for me, I that was the day I actually stopped going to um, regular school for like a while. I was homeschooled after that. Like that just hit the family hard. 
Yeah. That reminds me of our homeschool. I thought you went to to um. Oh man. Oh man, that's crazy. Well, I I did end up going back to um to school. So, I dropped. I I shouldn't say I dropped out. I left school at um a little bit after grade five, like during that transition period. And I was homeschooled up until I was the age where I was appropriately able to go into grade 10 for high school inside one of our private schools here. Ah, so you missed, so you missed junior, well, junior high. Essentially. Basically. Ah. Yeah. And the only real reason why I was kind of pushed into going into high school was for the social aspect. Because during homeschool, I had kind of already completed everything I needed to do from my um, college level stuff. Which is kind of weird. Ah. He had to go back to make friends. Essentially. Yeah. That's that's the real reason why I went back. Or I was told why I was going back. <laughs> um... Anyway, so Vitalis says, so every time I listen to music, I risk getting a deadly disease. Every time I cook in the microwave, same. Every time I smoke, same. Uh, real SSR, you got to go. I'm glad you learned something today. Please do feel free to uh, come back next time. Uh, if you want to continue past where we, we are, you know, we will have this up on YouTube a little bit later on. Uh, you can just check out our website at morecookies, M-O-A-R cookies.com. And you can watch all of our past stuff there as well. But thank you for coming on. Um, Vitalis, in a sense, yes. Um, with your food, not exactly. Um, it's when you microwave your food, it does something completely different. It cooks your food. So it changes the molecular structure of your food. Much like cooking would, except you're using radiation instead of... Uh, the energy that a fire would, which is actually quite a different type of energy source. And there's a whole argument about that as well. I'm not going to get into that <laughs> today. Um, but uh, you don't really have to worry about that happening. It's just some people prefer microwave food. Some people prefer not to eat anything that's been in a microwave. Uh, because of how it rearranges the mall. Yeah, my mom too. Uh, Maybe an elderly person thing. I mean, for the food warmed on the stove. It does make sense in a way because of how it's cooked. The molecular structure could be different and it could also retain radiation more. So in that sense, it kind of makes sense. But again, that's not something that has had a whole lot of research either. Um, so I'm it's a microwave weird. generation. I need <laughs> when I want my food, I want it now. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> Ray B. Welcome. Uh, should you even get AirPods anymore? Honestly, yes, you should. <laughs> Vicky is this staunch advocate for AirPods. <laughs> um, I mean, they're about to drop gentle. You might as well wait and get them. Me personally, I am a, I am a wired headphone person um i will pretty much always prefer wired headphones uh i will get adapters for my phones that do not have headphone jacks like i will get an adapter to fit this 
to then put my headset inside of it. Uh, much like yeah, with honestly, this, you know. Honestly, wired. if I if I didn't have if I didn't have a phone that didn't have a headphone jack, I would have used I would have been using like my regular one, um, AirPods. The the one that goes the one that's spelled E A R pods, not the yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, I would have been using them. But since Apple decides that they want to they don't want to have the headphone jack anymore, I purchased something for convenience, which was what was that? Cookies. Yes. That was one of our notifications that said the real SSR followed us. Thank you for following. Yeah. Didn't distract me for a second there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because Apple decided to remove the headphone jack, I just adapted to what they were giving me and I purchased AirPods. And they are so convenient and I love them. And I haven't regret my purchases yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what you get for going along with the, the flow, essentially. And deciding to go, yeah, we'll go wireless everything. Yep. I know them is wireless charging too. <laughs> See, oh, wireless God. charging, I don't really have a problem, but they're moving to have wireless charging where it's pretty much like something inside your room that can wirelessly charge something that's in your pocket. That's a different uh, kind of thing. They to have like a proximity, proximity charging. Exactly. Proximity something, yeah. Versus like, like you so rest convenient. something up on top, um, which is, you know, that doesn't really have wireless that really affects you like that since it's got like a you few centimeter distance. That means you're about to have like radiation bouncing off the walls in your room. Exactly. Exactly. And then we'll really find out, does radiation cause problems for people? <laughs> oh, boy. But the consensus, though, guys, is that there is no consensus. Um, there's going to be debates about this going forward until more research is done. There's going to be people saying that it causes cancer, and there's going to be people saying that it doesn't. There's going to be pe people saying that everything gives us cancer. So why the hell should not we not? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> see <laughs> um and then we've got people that say you know regardless of anything i'm still gonna try and preserve my health as best as i can um so you've gonna you're gonna have those two sides of the coin or maybe more sides of the coin as things progress but the best thing to do is just to research and find what's best for you if you are fine with it and you are fine with the risk that might be involved, then go for it. If you prefer to have as little risk as possible, um, then don't. Me personally, I would prefer not to, but I am also a slight audiophile as well, so I would prefer wired to make sure that I get the best quality compared to wireless. So it's that's also a factor in for me. Um, you just need to do what's best for you. <laughs> Vitalis says the next episode needs to be about vaping and smoking differences. <laughs> I'm not sure that <laughs> we should. We'll take it under consideration. But we're going to start up on our next topic. Unless, Vicky, you have any more thoughts about it before we move on? No, okay. Okay. So the next topic that we have is that Google has, as of yesterday morning, announced the 
Android Q beta. So that's pretty much the next version of Android that's going to be coming out. And I am trying to uh, get it to show up. I forget how you... Yeah, anyway, it's called Android Q. I was trying to get it up to show it on my phone and like make a display of it. My phone doesn't want to work with me because I actually signed up for the beta. If you do want to join the beta test for Android Q, though, right now it's available on all Google Pixel devices. So that includes the first generation, which is surprising, considering that they were saying it was only going to have two years of support. This means that it's going to have three years of support. And there are going to be more devices from other manufacturers rolling out a little bit later on as well. That being said, there's a lot of stuff that we've already started to take note of with Android Q and the, their changes that they're making. So, for example, they have the, the settings promise more time to read and act on alerts, um, but that's kind of broken right now. It's called time to take action. And it's a setting that you can do and you can set it to different defaults. Uh, uh, times and whatnot. Uh, they have it where that app info picks up on new stats and rebrands disabled as uninstall for system applications. So instead of you just disabling something like uh, Gmail, for example, it's going to give you the option to uninstall. Uh, they say that the all of your apps with disabled notifications will be shown in one place as well. So if you disable notifications, you can just go to one place, see them all, instead of trying to go into each individual app and see what's uh, been disabled. They're going to add haptic feedback for text cursoring and plugging in a charger. So as soon as you plug in your charger, it's going to give you a little vibration, which is something that, yeah, <laughs> there have been other phones that have done this. So they're taking that idea from the other device manufacturers that would have built in this custom software in a sense and making it uh, more defaulted. Uh, they also have where freeform windows can be enabled without any little hacks here and there. Uh, theming for the first beta includes support for changing accent colors, fonts, icon shapes even though the selection is limited. They, the estimate for remaining battery life in quick settings. So for example, if you were to go into your quick settings and pull down where it has the battery life, it would actually have it where it says time, the light, uh, it's battery life until maybe like 6.30 p.m. Eastern, p, um, well, actually, no, it doesn't say p.m., it just says the time. So for today, uh, for example, give you like a estimate time for when your battery is going to die. Relax. Exactly. Ah, smart. Some people think so. I think so. But then there are people like, oh, well, shouldn't you be able to estimate that when it says like it's at 15% health? I'm like, Sure. You won't, you won't be able to estimate how long your battery is going to last you if it's going to buy, if you're counting the percentages. Exactly. It's going to be more difficult than it just telling you because what it's doing is it's actually basing it off of what it knows about how you use your phone. 
Sure, you can look at the percentage and say, okay, I'm only at like 10% more health. I'm going to gauge my usage based on that. Yeah, but you so don't you really know. Estimate, but you don't know like the full. You don't know the, the confirmed estimate of that. And the phone is basically giving it to you now. Exactly. Um, so they're also enabling you the ability to share Wi-Fi details with QR codes. So if you have a friend who, let's say, came over to your house or whatever, and you of course have your phone connected up to your Wi-Fi, you could share that by showing them a QR code. They scan that using their phone and then they get the Wi-Fi information automatically, which is, yeah, it's actually pretty neat. Apple has one, but I've never really got it to work a hundred percent. So I don't really use it, but it's because like it, it, um, once you go into like the wireless settings or whatever, like your friends in the wireless settings are trying to connect to the um, network and on your phone, it's going to pop up. Hey, do you want to share like your wireless settings and password, et cetera, with this person? And then like you're supposed to click yes, share, and like it's going to automatically kind of like airdrop it to them. But I've never really gotten it to work 100% for me, so I don't use it. I mean, I have it. All, I have it turned on, but it's never worked for me. Yeah, um, it might have worked for a lot of people. But Microsoft... the way Google did it with the QR code scanning is much better, and it's more secure because then you don't have to. It doesn't automatically get shared to your friends, for example, like what Microsoft tried to do with their wireless um, Wi-Fi connection sharing thing back when they did Windows Ten originally. That was really weird. Like people did not like that. So you saw the sent it? Yeah, essentially if like you were friends with people, it would try to it would be willing to share your um Wi-Fi. Like you had to go into the settings and try to like turn it off, otherwise your friends would be able to connect to you and stuff like that. It was weird. It was really weird. I wonder why they I wonder why. Because they know people finicky with stuff like well, people finicky with like text up on the hold. So I wonder why they automatically figured persons just want, oh you know, here you go, you can have this. You can log on without me letting you know. Yeah. I have no idea. There was a lot of like pushback about it back when it first like was announced. Um Android Q is also getting system wide dark theme. Right now it's broken. Um so for example, if I pull down my tabs and so on and so forth, it's currently white. But there should have been a toggle somewhere inside here that turns it to dark. But if I turn on battery saver, it goes, which is kind of our toggle right now for enabling dark mode. Um, it turns everything into, well, dark, which is neat and all. But at the same point, you don't really want to be running battery saver all the time because it's trying to save your battery. So you're going to be getting notifications late and things are not going to be running at their optimal best so it's kind of funky um app default categories for calling screen and emergencies so android unlike ios will let you replace default apps performing default actions with whatever you want so for example like uh, a call screening app or an emergency app it's going to give you an option to use other applications for that kind of stuff. 
Um, then there's the native desktop mode, which is mobile slash desktop convergence. Um, they're saying that with this new version of at least the beta one, they're taking Google's own concept of the idea with a desktop style UI featuring freeform window management, like what I mentioned a little bit before. Um, pretty much we're able to just move applications around and so on and so forth. Um, and then they have built in screen recording, which is about time. Except that's How broken too. Used to screen record before. We used apps to screen record. Oh, I, I thought I thought it was like built in for y'all. Nope. There are there are different manufacturers that have made their own like screen recording versions, but the default Android itself did not have one built in. Right now it seems like they are doing this, but at the same point, like I said. It's broken right now. Granted, it's beta one. It's like one, two days after since it's been launched. So it's okay. It's, you know, it's a beta. It's a beta for a reason. Uh, there are also some funky stuff that have happened. Um, so generally when you take a screenshot on a phone, you're going to get this square type. Well, not square, but rectangular kind of image with the edges and everything. What Google is doing is that if you take a screenshot with a phone that has a rounded, uh, um, how should I put rounded edge or a notch, it's going to have that inside the screenshot too. So you're going to have like this rounded edge and then this notch right there in your so screenshot. So it's not going to just be like straight plane going across. Nope. <laughs> it is super weird it is super Dude, super it's, super it's, weird it's beta one? maybe they may learn in beta 2 and change it I have no idea some people are considering it might be a mistake um, and they might see it reverted but that could just be the norm we'll have to see um, they also have grayscale options for individual apps will pretty much allow you to um, it's not quite live yet, but they pretty much will allow you to set individual apps to have grayscale. So it's like, oh, my phone, well, um, let's say Reddit will be in gray and white and so on and so forth. Whereas WhatsApp will be in color instead of everything just being gray and white or everything being in color. And that's part of their digital wellness platform. Uh, they also have a bell icon, which is something I'm still trying to get used to that's in your notifications. So if you get a notification and it has made a sound, uh, so I don't know if you guys can see, like I've got notifications here and they don't have a bell sign next to them. The bell pretty much means that it's made a sound. And so you know, have an idea that that's a thing. And that's the most recent thing that made a sound. It's neat. It's just a little small quality of life feature, I guess you could say. Uh, then we've had some modifications to the existing features, I guess you could say. Like a slightly faster and better share menu. But... Quite honestly, it feels almost just as bad as the one that we had before because it still tries to load up information about 
uh, which contacts or whatever that you would have previously sent stuff to or what it thinks you might want to send stuff to when I honestly didn't. And I just prefer being able to click share, click WhatsApp and just send it to whoever I want to send without it having to wait that extra one or two seconds for it to pull that information for me to then share it. Well, to still click on WhatsApp to then share it to who I actually wanted to send it to. Just a thing. Um, slices are also still going to be there. Um, so slices haven't really been used widely yet, but they're pretty much just a nifty way to integrate stuff from one app into another. Um, they're still working on that. Uh, one thing that has been kind of weird is that notifications. Typically, when you get a notification on Android, you um, you get the option to swipe left or right any particular direction to get rid of the message. Not so anymore. You quite literally have to swipe right to get rid of it. It will not go away if you swipe left. If you swipe left, it gives you two options. Um, a time, well, a clock, which if you press that, it says that it's snoozed for however long, or it gives you an alarm, which, well, a little bell thing, which allows you to then, you know, decide if you want to block those notifications, show silently, or keep alerting you. The only way to get rid of these notifications is now to swipe right to close them out. It's weird. It's, I mean, it makes sense. Like they're trying to make it a little bit more intuitive, but it's also not that intuitive. It's weird. We also have accidental item remover from the pixel launcher. So if you accidentally remove like a widget or um, an icon or something like that, or an app from your home screen, you can then, it gives you the option to then undo it quality of life if you're listening to music on your lock screen it's going to blur out the background it has a new files app that is slightly better um and it just looks a little bit better um and what makes it better in terms of functionality is that it has more file fun filtering functionality and dark theme support you also have the ability to long press notifications um which are going to help filter them. You have easier access to audio output switching. So for example, the now playing notification on Android Q, instead of it just um, saying that, you know, you're playing on, well, just having the ability to just turn down the volume, it's going to allow you to pretty much switch between, let's say your headset and your phone for where you want to play music from or call or wherever. It's actually pretty neat. Um, it's something I'm surprised we didn't have from before. Oh, uh, welcome to the stream, Sneaky Shark 1279. Uh, how you doing today? And yeah, uh, Vitalis, we just, just mentioned it. We're talking about Android beta. Uh, we were before talking about the first topic, which was uh, how Bluetooth headsets like the AirPods might be causing cancer. X. Uh, but we're just going over the new Android beta Q, which just came out this week. And so people are still like rifling through it, trying to find new features and what's changed and all that kind of good stuff. 
Um, one of which is that battery saver can now active activate automatically based on habits. So previously what it used to happen is that at a particular percentage, it would turn on and you could actually set that percentage. What this does now is that it adds a feature which enables you to automatically trigger the power saving mode if the phone thinks that based on your usage habits, it may not last until your usual charging time. Say that you normally get home around 5 and you normally plug your phone in about 5.30. If it says, well, I'm not going to last until 5.30, I'm probably going to last until 4.30, I'm going to start to turn on my battery saving mode a little bit earlier so we can last until 5.30. Which is... A good use of machine learning when you really think about it. Yeah, it is. Um, we also have where eSIM is becoming dual SIM for <laughs> Pixel 2 and Pixel 3. So jumping on the wagon. Wait, what? Look who's jumping on the wagon. What wagon am I jumping on? Oh, no, no, no. I mean Google with eSIM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had eSIM for the Pixel 2 um, and 3. It's just, it's not as widely popular. Um, actually, I think, I'm not sure if Pixel 1 had it. I don't think that, I think it was just 2 and 3. Um, but now we're going to be able to have two eSIMs into these phones just because of a software rewrite. So we can essentially have two uh, different phone numbers from two different carriers in one phone without actually having a physical sim inside of it you know what that means e-sims are about to be the future and btc not alive already just yet you're correct neither of them are a lot of manu um telecoms aren't to be quite honest i think only two in the states are at the moment it's kind of funny we're probably about to be the last set of people to get e well from what i understand there's some work being done on it, or at least some talks. So we'll have to see. Yeah, still in the still in the talking phase. Yeah. So you know that means in the Bahamas, five years until it's in the production <laughs> phase, <laughs> <laughs> and then another five until implement uh, implementation. So oh, but it'll be ten. It'll take us what ten years to get it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to come out, like eSIM, RCS. Uh, What's it? Message verification to like block spam text messages and so on and so forth. There's a lot of stuff that needs to come out. I don't, I don't think you. I don't, I don't think you're ready. Yeah, it's it's gonna take some time. It's, but at least the stuff is being developed and improved more during that time. Um, we also have where there are some privacy stuff that have happened. So there are permission privacy tweaks in the background apps. Um, so for example, um, Android Q limits access to non-changeable device IDs like the MAC address or the IMEI, which is the, um, how should I put this? It's almost like the personal identification number of that phone and further changes provide options so that they can be granted only while the app is in use rather than just a blanket yes or no. Background apps also cannot suddenly change focus to bring themselves forward anymore. So they can't suddenly start collecting information as if they were something that you were using and like actually using and just collecting your information in the background. And clipboard managers are now dead. 
although you know they provide some utility in the past and just be able to have like multiple different stuff in your clipboard nope not anymore um there were some really bad apps inside there that could violate your privacy and so until they probably figure out a way to make that better it's not gonna be plausible anymore um then there's just some other really weird stuff that they decide to do like dynamic death date depth data like so pretty much what they do like with the pixel device and being able to sense uh what's happening in the background and blur just the background they're enabling that for other phones as well so expect picture quality to go up shortly um i'm gonna avoid the more uh developer based ones like art stuff um they also put in some stuff there for folding phones Looking at you, Google, uh, sorry, the Galaxy Fold, Oppo, uh, X, or, and, uh, I know there was one other company, Huawei, Huawei as well, looking at you three guys. And then they also have some smart home and internet of things tweaks, which just makes it a little bit easier to connect those devices to your Google ecosystem. They actually do have a timeline and as well, the timeline is supposed to be supposed to be saying that these, um, the actual rollout for this is going to be somewhere in Q Q3 or quarter three of this year. So that's going to be, um, let me see if I can find it exactly. There's going to be six betas that happen in between now and then. Um, oh, I did notice that once you start to update to this version of Android Q as well, when it comes out, um, you may notice certain applications that are default, like my Google pay application. When I upgraded to Android Q, even though I didn't open up Google um, pay, it said I need to give it permissions for locations because that was something that I was then requesting and Google was being more um, proactive with just giving applications, even its own, apparently, that right to your information. Um, oh, here we go. So beta one is going to be March. So we already hit that beta. Beta two is going to be sometime around April. Beta three is going to be sometime around May. Beta four is going to be sometime around June. And then sometime between June and the Q3, they're going to have beta 5 and 6. And then Q3, we're going to have a final release, which is then going to go live within a day or two once it's actually reached that phase. If you do want to become a part of this um, beta test, you can just do a simple Google search. And actually, uh, I'll try to put it inside the video description once it's actually uploaded to YouTube and on the website. Uh, you can go there and sign up your Pixel device or once they roll out more devices, those other devices, to get these betas. Keep in mind, though, if you do decide to do this, you will not be able to roll back to the stable version of Android without completely reformatting your device. This means that you will lose any and all information that you have on it unless it's already been backed up. And then you'll only have the information that's been backed up if you decide to pull from that backup. Um, if you decide to continue running through with the, um, the beta until it's actually reached the final thing, 
once it's reached the final build and updates to that, then you can still continue on with the same information without having any reformat happening. That's how it's been happening for a while now. But for right now, that's all we found with the first version of Android Q. Um, there's been some little things here and there, you know, root. They were saying that it was going to be um, more difficult, but, you know, they spoke too soon. Within a few hours of posting that, root was available, so you can still root your Android device and gain more access to the system processes and so on and so forth. Root's not going to be really ever going to go away, I think. It's, that's one of the reasons of how Android's been as popular as it's been, especially by the developing community. So, yeah, take a look next month for Q2. We'll see what happens inside that build. But for now, that's it for... Uh, the first build any thoughts on anything of that vicky i know it was kind of a lot <laughs> to kind of go off <laughs> yeah it was um what i found interesting was basically the well i already kind of like spoke on it but it allowing it using like ai smart and changing your battery setting to look would save battery if you know if you're going to moment the time that i like that's really neat. I could use something like that. <laughs> and I feel like series shortcut may, but I'd have to just be like, hey, ass, and then tell her what to do. Uh, actually, I'd have to give her the command in it. Yeah, um, so it's still not really yeah, automatic. Yeah, so it's still really like, yeah. I would prefer if it's pretty automatic, because oh, that would save so much time. Oh, man. Especially with how I know your batteries on the iPhone sometimes are. Yeah. My battery can actually last me a full day. <laughs> I, I can have my screen on. I can have my screen on all day watching like a video or whatever. And while I work a call. Mm -hmm. And my phone can last without me charging it until I get home. Like when I get home, it's like wrapped up six or so. It's going to be like around like 20 something percent. And around when would you start watching these videos? Um, nine o'clock. So it lasts from nine to like six something at 20, 100% to like 20 something. That's not bad. And that you mm -hmm. have the. And I have Bluetooth on all day. <laughs> you and have. Because I'm watching TV, I have to have my brightness up high so I can see. <laughs> she's stating her case guys you have the um the 10s right if i remember correctly yes okay the regular 10s not the max right oh no 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 the max too big <laughs> okay yeah so that that's actually pretty great, good great. best color i do agree with that i do agree with that especially since you know that was kind of the that's what you really think about from the original one. Because if I remember correctly, wasn't the original one like that metallic color? Or did they start off with um, plastic? I forget. It was... They started off with... Um, it was aluminum. So it would have been like half, half, half aluminum, half plastic. Yeah. So like 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 from here 
down was like black plastic and then from here up was like this um silver aluminum type that was uh and then like afterwards then they did the full plastic which yep. would be to be in black or white yep i think i feel like i feel like i missed one no. yes what? yes they did now like the, the the bezels up here in the front um uh, sides yeah. were, like silver so well stainless steel and then i did the ipods touch the similar way but they they had back um the back was aluminum not aluminum the back was uh stainless steel which were so prone to getting scratched but i love them so much i love that, was that the design. one i hate about the ipod touch back then I mean, I I didn't like it because it was so shiny and like, but like when they started to get to that like flat design, it was like, I like this, I like this a lot. And they started to make it similar to the iPhone four, iPhone five, around that era. Yep, exactly. And to this day, I still think the iPhone four S. Uh, the iPhone 5, between those two are the best iPhone. Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, the 4S for me, mainly. Even though uh, there's, I still hate the fact that they brought up the 4S just because of Siri, <laughs> which was already on Did the 4. You, Siri? <laughs> but, anyway. Let me leave my saltiness to the side and say, you know, that's I think it for this episode of esports wrap, guys. Well, for oh, more tech. More tech. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry. I have to say that's it for this episode of more tech. Uh, unless there's anything you more want to say, Vicky? No? Okay. So, guys, don't forget, we will try to have this episode up. But if you've missed any part of this episode, we. We'll have it up on YouTube and on our website and as a podcast, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. That's the audio version of this episode on Spotify, Stitcher, um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can listen to um, podcasts, as well as you can go head over to our website, morecookies, moarcookies.com, or our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash moarcookies.com. We'll be back next week with more tech at 60 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our sister show, Esports Wrap, is going to be on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, if you just want to join in and have a conversation with us at any time, feel free to head over to our Twitter, which is uh, MOAR underscore cookies. Or feel free to jump into our Discord, which we have a link to underneath uh, this video. So, guys... I'd like to thank everyone for coming on. Thank Vicky for coming on as my co-host. You're welcome. And until next time, guys, stay savvy. Bye. Remember to get our thoughts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>